This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy. And each week we'll throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week I landed on Utah. Let's investigate. (laughs) (laughs) So we all know Utah is a place. It's a place where things Lots of land. People. Different types of people. Very different types of people. Some who enjoy caffeine and some who are not allowed to have caffeine. Or anything. Or anything. (laughs) Just can't have nothing. No. No fun. No soda, which is just No soda. No coffee. No tea. No tea. Like, how do you function in the morning just off a sunshine and rainbows? Obviously, which I mean, I guess it makes sense. If you've never had caffeine, you would never know about it. Like, you would never know about how great it is. Yeah, you wouldn't become addicted to caffeine because caffeine is an addiction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you. Oh, man. So. Where what 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 area of 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 Utah did you stumble upon for our mystery? I started stumbling. (laughs) So I started investigating a little area in northeastern Utah called Sherman Ranch. Okay, which is also known as Skinwalker Ranch. Interesting. Yeah, and it's a five hundred and twelve acre parcel where many owners neighbors and paranormal investigators have experienced weird phenomena phenomenon right now so uinta valley reservation was created for the u in october of 1861 by abraham lincoln this reservation is commonly known as the Oray reservation which was created in around 1882. Okay. And then in 1886, the two reservations merged to become the Uinta and Ore Reservation. Okay. So for more than 150 years, the Ute have lived on this reservation that covers about 4.5 million acres right around where the ranch is. Yeah. And so the Ute actually believe the Skinwalker presence in the Utah Basin extends at least... 15 generations so there's stories about this and stories about creatures in the night and witches and okay all of that that's fun they don't believe the skinwalkers actually live on the ranch but rather hide in the place called the dark canyon which is woods nearby okay yeah interesting so according to reports skinwalkers have been seen in the area numerous times The witches have been spied near the ranch and on various areas of the reservation. One person described them as looking like humans with dog heads smoking cigarettes. Okay. And another described them as large, black, hairy, humanoid figures that were very fast. They're described to be unusually large and have coal red eyes. Okay. So, it, I mean, there's a lot of accounts of what's going on here. Yeah. 
and a lot of different things that people are seeing. Yeah, and all of them sound equally terrifying. Right. Like <laughs> anything that you just said to me, I'm like, nah, bro. It's nah. a no. It's a no for me. If I see that out in like the wild. It's a no for me. I'm walking away. Some weird lady that looks walking. Like... I am running away. <laughs> I mean, my walking is probably like a crawl. So, yeah, I probably <laughs> need to run with how short I am. But literally, that's just that's scary to see yeah. something like that just randomly out in the woods. Yeah, it's a no for me, bro. No. So others have actually seen and taken pictures. OK. Of these very large tracks okay. that they leave behind um and unusual events occur have occurred in the uinta basin in the 1950s and numerous reports of unidentified flying objects so ufos started around the 1950s okay um so this continued throughout the next several decades interestingly though there were this was not the first time that they reported this okay the earliest mention was from actually the late 1700s, where Spanish explorers in search of the Spanish Trail passed through the Uinta Basin and reported seeing crafts in the sky over campfires at night. So just we're just out here seeing things that aren't even invented yet. No, not. Yeah. <laughs> Flying over the. Ca they can't even take a picture of it like most normal people would now. Yeah, they're just seeing Something in the sky that's moving very fast. And back then, you're going to be like, what are you talking about? You're going crazy. Truly. So the ranch, which takes its name from shape-shifting witches, was the first homestead by to the Myers family okay. in 1905 and consisted of a few small buildings on the northwestern corner of the ranch. Okay. Later, they abandoned that. And they moved across to the eastern side of the ranch and created a whole new little homestead portion okay. of the ranch. Okay. Um, no one knows why they did that, but they just wanted to be on the other side. Probably to try and get away from whatever fuck was happening on that side of the ranch. Right. Well, and with 512 acres, you can go anywhere. You, you would think if you move from one side of 512 mm -hmm. to the opposite side of 512, that like your problems are solved, <laughs> you know? And like, you're away from all the weirdness. You're so far away. It's It's crazy. Wild. By the 1930s, it was occupied by Kenneth John Myers and his wife, Edith Child Myers. Okay. Mr. They, and Mrs. Myers. Right, right. So it stayed in the Myers family, of course, because okay. so, they started their parents' as, homesteads as, do. Yeah, you... Ranches. <laughs> typically, it gets passed down from family member to family member. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Kenneth and Edith stayed on property till about 1987, and they made no reports of any strange occurrences, which is weird to me because their neighbors were making a lot of reports that these things were happening. That's fun. Even the neighbors are in on it. They're like, yo, I don't know shit how you're is not getting weird. Right. I don't know how you're not seeing it, but I'm seeing these things. Truly. But it's like, I almost wonder if like at some point you kind of get desensitized to it, like unless it's like happening directly to mm -hmm. you but if you just saw something off in the distance and you see that every day for 365 days you're like it's a shooting star yeah it's something <laughs> it's not bothering me though 
Come into my house and we have issues, though. Big issues. <laughs> the locks. <laughs> On top of locks. After the Myers vacated the ranch in 1987, it stood still for about seven years. Okay. When it was purchased by Terry and Gwed Sherman in 1994, now known as Sherman Ranch. The couple moved in with their two children and a few livestock. Okay. They were surprised to find that the previous owners had placed deadbolt locks on all the cupboards and doors inside the house. Like, that's weird. Right. Whitney. <laughs> it was cupboards, doors, windows, everything. Huh. And, and so they were a little perplexed at this. First thought? <laughs> oh, gosh gets dark i'd be like who were you holding captive in this house where they couldn't access the pantry they couldn't open no windows they couldn't move about the house that's where my mind goes i think gwen put terry on a very strict diet <laughs> she locked all the cabinets <laughs> so he couldn't have a midnight snack i'm just kidding. no oreos for you terry i'm just kidding so some of these deadbolts on were both on the inside and outside of the house, which was okay. even weirder. And I don't understand why it would be on the outside of the house. What are you locking inside the house? I don't know. That even <laughs> that is a legit hostage hostage mm -hmm. situation. I'm locking you out from the outside, which means you cannot get out. Where's Liam Nelson? Nelson, what's it? Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Where is Liam Neeson taken? Yes. I will find him. At both ends of the house, which is even weirder, that they had iron stakes stuck into the ground with huh. heavy chains that were installed. Which that doesn't make sense to me. Because as we were talking about this, what were they used for? We don't know. <laughs> like, out of all this stuff, like, the only thing, like, were you planning on, I'm going to catch me a skinwalker and then, like, tie him up to this post? Well, the Shermans really just thought that they had very large dogs, and that's okay. why that okay. there are these iron stakes in the ground. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe it's to protect, like, animals from, like, being able to go too far. Like... But it was on property like it was. But if you're concerned for the safety of your animals, like you wouldn't want them wandering off to in 512 acre, 512 acres. That's a lot. But it was 12? at the ends of the house. So it wasn't even like. Oh, that is a hundred yards away where you would put like a hmm. invisible fence or whatever. Hmm. That's strange. Proceed. I apologize. <laughs> My hypothetical brain is is, is haywire today. It's okay. It's okay. That's why we're here. We're talking through these things. <laughs> the very day they took possession, the family sp spotted a large coyote. Okay. Sniffing around the livestock den. Already mad sus after learning that the skinwalkers sometimes look like large dogs right. or coyotes. Right. So it started making its way over to the pen. Okay. And a calf came up to the pen door to like not smell a, it. Not a calf. He yeah. doesn't even know about life. I know. It was a baby. Yeah. I don't know if it was yeah. a baby, but. <laughs> a calf could be like a couple days old or it could be like a couple months old. We don't and know. And it's a very big difference. <laughs> so big. 
Poor so guy. this coyote or wolf thing, whatever they said it looked uh-huh. like, grabbed the snout of the calf and Ooh. wouldn't let go. And so Terry started yelling at this thing, like, to let it go, or started yelling just to try to scare it. Yeah, yeah, as you would you would make noise. Like, that's what they teach you, is right. to scare them away. So it wouldn't go away. It wouldn't let go of Weird. this. So they got up to the pen and actually kind of pushed the animal or whatever it was okay. to try to loosen the grip. Okay. And... What they said happened was that this coyote or wolf slightly turned its head to just look at them like he or it did not even care what they were doing. Great. Finally, Terry asked his son to go and grab his gun. Okay. And... And he gets your gun. (laughs) Well, I mean, you are out on a ranch. Absolutely. It is the 90s. (laughs) It is the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) guns were rampant in utah in the 90s yeah still are (laughs) okay so he gets his gun and then terry sherman took a shot at this animal okay that should kill it right right it didn't of course not. you would think it would kill it (laughs) of course not there was no blood oh great there was no feeling of hurt from the animal the animal like just didn't yelp in it pain. didn't yelp it didn't like make any sounds it just Great. firmly grasped 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 upon this animal yeah and then sherman took another shot and then it finally released the calf mm-hmm. and just stood there calmly looking at the men not calm it's like so you shot me and i'm here now right and <laughs> if you're sitting there calmly looking at me after i shot you i'm afraid you're gonna come after me now absolutely but after a few more shots at it the animal turned around and started walking down to the woods okay finally Terry decided to go get another gun and started following and tracking this animal. You know, (laughs) you know how I know he's a white man. Because he went into danger. He followed the danger into the woods. He saw this. I'm not I'm going to call it a creature Mm -hmm. because if it was an animal, like a normal animal, if I shot you multiple times and you didn't bleed. You didn't yelp out in pain. And then you just like sat back and like calmly stared at me. And then you walked away. I wouldn't be thinking I should follow that animal. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would just follow it to make sure it got off property and then swiftly go back to my house. I've been like, so Johnny, listen, <laughs> I need you to pack a bag. You're going to put all your stuff in that bag because we are leaving. Even though this is the first day we came on, came to property, came yeah. back to our new home. Yeah. I mean, it's not for me. It's not for us as a family unit. Mm-hmm. We're leaving. <laughs> this is already weird. I don't even know what's about to happen. Go get my truck. We're going to load the cows up in the trailer. <laughs> We're going to leave now. <laughs> well, Terry and his son actually followed this creature as you said Mm -hmm. for about a mile okay and then all of a sudden the tracks just vanish like no (laughs) there was no sign of where this animal went absolutely not Mm -hmm. could you imagine no (laughs) why are we not leaving (laughs) 
Right? Like, this animal just did not all of a sudden grow wings and fly away. Truly. Well, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It is a skinwalker. Maybe it turned into a witch <laughs> and went off on its broom. It's my attempt to do a witch cackle for you. I noticed. I was trying to just glide over it. I was trying to ignore you. <laughs> oh, now, no. recanting on this, Terry thought that this is foreshadowing for all the events to come that happened to okay. them. So this is like ground zero. Ground zero, first day, what else is going to happen? Great. The Shermans started seeing lights in the air and flying objects, including more than a dozen in one evening. Oh, boy. <laughs> no! Mm -hmm. And on many occasions, they saw UFOs. They also experienced the death or di disappearance of seven of their best cows. Great. Four disappeared without a trace. And then the three other were found dead and partially mutilated. <clears throat> and see, like the ones that like are gone without a trace, I'd be like, all right, so somebody stole my somebody stole my cow. I mean that that's a endeavor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where my mind would go, like logically thinking would be like, okay, so somebody's stealing my cattle. So right. let's amp let's beef up some security. But now you're saying they were found, some were found mutilated? Mm-hmm. No. So one was found with a peculiar hole in the center of its left eyeball, but then was otherwise untouched anywhere else. Weird. Okay. Another was found with a similar hole in its left eye and a six-inch hole about an inch deep carved out in its rectum. Oh, boy. Which is like probing, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Aliens definitely like some butt stuff. So I didn't know it extended into like animal butt stuff. <laughs> but like apparently it does. This reminds me of a story that we went over on my other podcast, Sip and Tea. Oh, yeah? Um, down in the San Luis Valley, we had some weird animal mutilations going on with um, horses down there. Oh, really? What happened? Yeah, there was this horse. Um, her name was... <laughs> They called her Snippy the horse, which is the name the media gave her after she was found mutilated. And I Snippy. said, that's, that's rude. That is sad. But uh, she, they were being, there were reports of the uh, reports of the horses being chased by something through the valley. Mm -hmm. And at some point they, um, the horse that was found later to be dead broke ranks and the thing followed that one. Mm -hmm. And where they found her, it snowed the day before it, there was no tracks whatsoever behind, like around her for like miles. Oh my God. And then it like, it looked like she was just dropped from the, from the sky and oh. like placed there. And her, it was something about like her bones were so white that it was like they had been sun bleached for like 30 years or something like that. That is so crazy. Yeah, it was. It's a wild story. Go check that one out. Yep. Go <laughs> check out my sipping tea for that story. <laughs> is that what his name is? Yeah. <laughs> then the last one was even weirder, though. The cow was seen by the sun five minutes before he ran inside. Okay. And then came back out. And the cow was just dead and it had been mutilated. And so it was just really weird because what would have happened in that five minutes? 
They're fast. The skinwalkers are fast. Apparently. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Because they're coming for you. <laughs> Other strange events were also happening throughout the years. Okay. Pastures would unexplainably light up at night. The sounds Fine. of heavy machinery would be heard throughout um, throughout the pastures. Weird. Uh, poltergeist type activities were happening, um, which things would disappear and then reappear a time later. Okay. That's probably why the cabinets were bolted shut, because I imagine like all the cabinets would just like fly open. Or probably. Something. And they were also hearing disembodied voices from the pastures. No. <laughs> why aren't we leaving, Whitney? <laughs> right. And they were all speaking a foreign language. And Terry was just kind of freaked out about this, as he should be. Yeah. They saw crop circles that flattened the grass out in their pastures. No. Yeah, but then the final straw that occurred in May of 1996, so about two years, they were dealing with all this. Dear Jesus Christos, (laughs) we have been here for two years. Right, that is I would have left so long ago. Oh my gosh, I would have too. I would have left after the first day, like we talked about. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I'm astonished. That's why I got quiet. I apologize. Two years later, what was our final straw? What pushed them to the edge of like, this is insanity? (laughs) So the Sherman actually had three dogs. and Not the puppers. Yeah, so these dogs were outside when they noticed some sort of blue orb flying in the sky. Okay. And so dogs being dogs, he, the dogs started chasing this orb. Okay. And so the orb went out to the edge of the woods area. And Terry kept yelling at the dogs to come in and, you know, trying to coax them in. But I guess it was pretty late at night. And so finally he heard the dogs yelp. Okay. And he was like, well, they just might be playing around. I mean, our whole area is enclosed, so they can't go anywhere. Yeah. So he went back inside and went to bed and said he would find him in the morning. Next morning, he goes and he tries looking for the dogs. Okay. Calling out for them. And what he found at the edge of the woods or the edge of his property where the woods start. Mm-hmm were three round, greasy lumps with what appeared to be a scorched spot. The dogs were never seen again, and after two years of these terrifying events, the family started to publicly speak out about what was happening on this property. Okay. The Shermans planned to sell the property. Before they got the chance, though, a man by the name of Robert Bigelow a millionaire businessman okay. and a believer of ufology and founder of the National Institute of Discovery Science offered to buy the property after he read about all the events that were happening. Okay. And so that was amazing. Bigelow. They got out. They're right. like, this is perfect. Right. So Bigelow bought this property for $200,000, which... I don't know how much a ranch would cost. They with undersold five, that bitch so right? fast. They just wanted to get out. Yeah. Um, well, you killed my dogs, right. so we have to get out. Right. And they also had to sign a non-disclosure agreement saying that they would never speak about what happened on property to the media again. Weird. Right. 
He's a skinwalker. <laughs> He's like the skinwalker, like media uh, marketing person. He's like, <laughs> we can't have this information getting out there, people. No, and we just need to keep it there. So maybe <laughs> they'll be confined there. <laughs> he began establishing a compound with high tech sensing equipment, pH level field investigators. Okay. Scientists and a security detail, which guarded the property 24 hours a day. Okay. The investigators were tasked with collecting evidence, interviewing witnesses, and searching for explanations of all these weird events. Weird. The organization was quickly replaced by the Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. Okay. Which was more secretive and apparently was working to have a government sponsor. And in 2007, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program was a secret investigation effort funded by the U.S. Department of Defense to study unidentified flying objects. Okay. Primarily on Skinwalker Ranch, though. Oh, fun. It wasn't all over. It was just on this ranch. Just there. So well, it's a hotbed. It is a hotbed. Hotspot? Hotspot. That's the word. <laughs> What's a hotbed? My dad I'm fun. Today, parts of the study have remained classified, and the Department of Defense has never officially acknowledged the existence of this program. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, it does admit that the program was shut down in 2012. Oh, won't release what they were doing for those five years. I want to know, Walter. I want to know, too. What did you find? What kind of weird alien shit were you doing on Skinwalker Ranch, U.S. government? I mean, I really honestly think that there's probably UFOs out in this world and the government has specimens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I don't know if we should be saying that. <laughs> we're gonna get got <laughs> but so this area has just been a hot spot or hotbed i don't know the hot word. spot it's been a hot spot of paranormal activity phenomenon <laughs> paranormal phenomenon phenomena phenomena for many many years okay uh, and again the Indians don't feel like that they have noticed it on the actual ranch. Okay. They've just seen it all around their area and their reservation. Interesting. Um, we don't really know if that was any sort of burial ground or anything. Fun. But it's just weird that the Department of Defense did studies on this particular part of land. Truly. It's so weird, but I'm not surprised whatsoever. I can't wait till these stories and these investigations come out a hundred years from now. I won't be alive, but I won't be alive, but I want the secrets to be unearthed. I do. Tell me what happened at Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to our Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email unsolvedamericamvp at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. 
This has been an MVP podcast, My Village Productions.